3: It's Dom Hyam here, and I'm looking forward to seeing you all at the Fan Takeover on 23rd of December.
4: You are listening to the 4,000 Holes podcast, brought to you by the people at brfcs.com and sponsored by the lovely people
0: at the Terrace.
4: Hello and welcome to a special edition of the 4,000 Holes Podcast Roundtable Show. In this episode, we're going to be looking forward to Saturday's fan takeover game against Watford at Ewood Park. We were invited to visit Brockhall and interview players and even the manager himself. And they gave us a little bit of insight as to what Christmas is like for a footballer, what their first presents were, what their favourite Christmas movie is, and much, much more. So sit back and relax as we talk to Dominic Hyam, Sam Smoddix, Harry Pickering, Harry Leonard, Adam Wharton, Sondra Tronstad, and the man himself, Yun Dal Thomason. Here's Dominic Higham talking about his earliest Christmas memory.
3: Oh, earliest childhood Christmas memory. Um, I think just so obviously every family's got traditions and yeah. special little things they do, especially for the kids. Um, you know, mine was just sort of seeing if you know Santa's been in the morning and things like that, and just waiting for the Boxing Day games. Um, ever since I could walk, really, you know, I love football and. Yeah, early memories of just waiting for the Boxing Day game to sort of start kicking off really. So it was all, always football related for me.
4: Yeah, yeah. What's your favourite <coughs> football related Christmas gift that you received as a kid?
3: Um it would be the um that's just the football every year, you know, it's just, you can't really wrap it discreetly, can you? So <laughs> First kid Um Arsenal. It was um I think the O one, O two season, Thierry Henry on the back. Oh of course. Um with the O two, you know, sponsorship.
4: Was um, that the red version of the Yes. Yeah,
3: so it was yeah. um <coughs> White Sox. White shorts, red top, uh, with the 0-2 and yeah. Thierry Henry on the back. So um, I can vividly remember a picture of me in front of the fridge with that on. So are um, oh, you a closet Arsenal oh, so fan? Yeah, I will um, yeah, try, try and keep it quiet, but we're doing to, <laughs> we're doing well at the moment. So I'm I'm talking a bit more about it now.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think there is a, it's a ton of good chance this season they're doing they? well. They're well good yeah, they one last night. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Everyone's an Arsenal fan from that period, aren't they? The <laughs> wonderful oh, yeah. team. That team. Yes. Yeah. yeah, team. yeah, yeah. yeah really best <laughs> player in the world. Torres. Just a magnificent team. Unbelievable.
4: Yeah. And going back to the Christmas theme, then. What's Christmas like for a footballer? How how difficult is it for you to balance family and professional commitments?
3: Yeah, it's tough. I'm not gonna lie. You know, it's, I haven't really known anything else, but um, you know, it's you know pros and cons of the job. You know, I, I love playing football, but you know, I also I love seeing my family on Christmas. But um, it's tough to get the balance. You know, you, in the back of your mind, whatever you're doing on Christmas Day, you know, you've got to prepare for a game the next day. So um, obviously, with me being from down south originally, it's tough to sort of see you know parents and sisters and brothers. So. Um, it's got to be done. Yeah, I've got to prepare for a game as normal as like I normally would. But um, yeah, it's th- I definitely miss the family. You know.
0: Does it get any easier with <coughs> more experience, more age, or does it get tougher, or just the same?
3: Probably tougher. You know, I think as you get older, you know, you know yourself, your mates, your family, your brothers, sisters, having kids as well. You know, so you're missing out on nieces and nephews and stuff like that. So um, just the just the missing out really. Yeah, Facetime's great, but you know, it's, it doesn't replace you know seeing your family on Christmas. But um, also, you know, you've just got to, you know, this is what you're doing, this is what you wanted to do your whole life and I still love playing football so, um, like I say, pros and cons of it.
0: Is there a difference between a home Boxing Day fixture <laughs> and an away Boxing Day fixture in terms of, do, do the players look when the fixtures come out or we're at home Boxing Day or, or is that just something the fans look at?
3: Yeah, I definitely look. I can't speak for everyone but I think, you know, when the fixtures come out I look for first game, last game and Boxing Day really. So. Um, yeah, obviously it just means a bit more travelling, a bit more preparation goes into an away game. But um, yeah, I definitely
4: look. How true is it that some footballers get strategic yellow cards and they lead up to Christmas? <laughs> and are you prepared to name names, or would you like to, be, <laughs> you like to keep that one? Uh,
3: on? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was true. Yeah, I had not heard about it for a few years. I mean, I've never participated in something like that. You know, of course not. I, I could never, yeah, especially not, the especially not while I'm on a podcast. No. <laughs> um, but no, I could. I,
4: Did the players know? do they know if someone's on some, like four yellows and all of a sudden in December they yeah you, you normally get through. a
3: warning or something I think if you get three or four yellows or um, you know you're coming up to that threshold you know you get told by someone at the club you yeah. just do but I, I, I don't think players sort of really think about it and try and get a yellow card I mean not anyone that I'd want to play with you know but, no
4: I just um, wondered if there's
3: so. a but yeah definitely someone out there isn't there maybe if your team's not doing too well and you, you're on the fourth you might as well get the fifth but you know we're doing quite well and you know we all want to play in these games so yeah.
4: And you think you'll be back soon hopefully?
3: Touchwood, yeah. Um I've been uh, back out on the pitches, you know, last couple of days and doing some sort of basic running so um if all goes to the plan I can, you know, start, you know, kicking the ball about and you know doing a bit more open leg sprint stuff so it's going well, thank you. Yeah, and how have
4: yeah. you found the transition from Coventry to life in Lancashire?
3: Yeah, good. Yeah, I've loved it to be fair. Um I'm I'm settled up here now and um yeah, I've got my house sorted and stuff so um, yeah, like any sort of move in any sort of job, you know, it takes time to um, settle into your new surroundings new teammates, new colleagues. So, um, but yeah, so far so good, and I'm loving it.
4: And we're not to touch on it. Scotland Euros next year. Yeah, Thoughts, yeah. Thoughts, observations, hopes.
3: Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, it's so, um, obviously first time, and I don't even know how long you know that they've um, qualified for back-to-back Euros. So um, yeah, I seen the group got announced the other day as well. So it's yeah. the opening game against Germany. That would be one to aim for. Isn't yeah, it? definitely. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um, yeah like I said in previous interviews like, all I can do is perform for Blackburn and you know see where it takes me yeah
4: good stuff well all the very best with that obviously we wish all the best we would love to see back in the first team as soon Ooh. as possible <laughs> next up was Sam Smodix so what's your earliest childhood Christmas memory what can you remember back as being a kid Uh just
1: being excited. Uh, I grew up in Colchester with my mum, dad, two brothers. Um, so I remember little brother used to be up at 4 5 a.m. Um, everyone was trying to get back to sleep and my dad never used to let us go and open presents before we'd have breakfast and he'd take the mick and he'd have the longest, biggest breakfast he could. <laughs> and obviously <laughs> as young kids you're excited just to get down and open the presents, you don't eat all day. Cool. And he used to sort of take hours to eat his breakfast and then we'd actually finally be able to go down and in the present, so yeah, that's probably the first memory. Who was your uh, childhood the team then? It was Liverpool when I first, my dad and my older brother are absolutely Liverpool mad. Yeah. Um, and then when I, when I started going out with my girlfriend, um, she lived up towards West Ham and we bought a house up there and it's, it sort of changed. So I'd been a footballer and supporting the team, but now yeah, I'm absolutely mad about West Ham. West Ham's my team.
4: Yeah, excellent.
1: So first kit as a kid? First kit? Yeah. It would be there was a yellow Liverpool one away. They're sponsored by Crown Carl'sberg. Prince? I think. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. it would be that one. John O'Meara had on the back, which is quite a random name to have on the back. But that was my first kit. Yeah,
4: very good, very good. What's the best present or your favourite present that you remember receiving as a child?
1: It would probably be a pair of football boots or a football. Everything football orientated. I wasn't one of them kids that wanted. You know, you see kids now with loads of kits of different teams. Yeah. I was all Liverpool, Liverpool kits or football boots or football. So it would, it would be something football-related, definitely.
4: And who was your childhood hero as a footballer? Steven
1: Gerrard was, ah. was was my childhood hero. Yeah, I sort of based my game around him. Loved it. Um, and when I was at Bristol City, he was linked to be the manager there and I had everything crossed that he would. <laughs> but then I knew it would absolutely break my heart if he came come to Bristol and didn't like me, so it was probably best that he, he didn't get the job. They say
4: never meet your heroes, but yet again, here we are. So <laughs> yeah. you know, what we can I say about that? Um, how, how difficult is it to avoid excesses over Christmas for a footballer? You've got to be so careful about what you eat and drink. Yeah,
1: it's tough, you know, you you don't, you don't probably don't drink at all. Yeah. Um, like I said in the previous interview, it's you don't really get time off. Um, even Christmas Day, we'll be in training. We've got a game on Boxing Day, so it's like, everything is always football orientated and i think sometimes people don't realize that it's like christmas is so different you know last year we were in a hotel christmas night because we had sunderland you know it's like you don't enjoy christmas as much and you know it's difficult but it's the best job in the world so you can't really have any complaints yeah that's good
0: how is it with anybody who follows you on social media knows you're very close with your family, obviously you've got young children, one more on the way. Yeah. How difficult is it to be a, a father at this time as well, um, in terms of your football? You've got so mm. much to juggle. It, it's tough. One thing's perhaps that the fans and, and pundits don't take into account as much.
1: Yeah, it's difficult. You know, you can't complain because, like I said, it's the best job ever, and people would drop everything to be a professional footballer. Um, so, you know, I've worked hard, and I am I am lucky to be where I'm at. Um, but. On the other hand, you know we are all human, and Christmas is, like you said, I'm so close to my family. Christmas is a big, a big part of my life and my family's life. And obviously, even being up north, I won't see my family over Christmas. Um, but obviously, it's different now. You've got kids, you know. It's, it's sort of I'm there, I'm their dad, as such. So you know, it's I'm I'm there for them. Um, but it is tough, you know. It's uh, it's a, it's a family-oriented time of the year, and you know, some of the all the other lads would say the same thing. It's it's a difficult period, but you've got to be so. You got to be so well behaved in terms of food and drink and sleep and recovery because the games do come thick and fast
4: the science in the modern game is something completely different Um, Mm. we spoke with simon garner who's a former rovers hero from the 70s and 80s a few weeks ago for the podcast and he was talking about going on pre-season trips and just disappearing into bars for like 24 Mm. hours if that happened today you'd be splashed all over the tabloids and socials and you'd never hear the end of it
1: yeah i've always said it's like being on big brother being a footballer you just even you know, we're nowhere near as big as these Premier League teams, but if we go out in Blackburn and something happens, it's yeah. it will. It, if it's not in the papers, it will make it on social media. Yeah. So it is like being in Big Brother. You just have to be so careful the way you live your life. Everyone has a camera these days, mm. don't
4: they? So how are you finding life in
1: Lancashire? How's been the transition? Yeah, really enjoyable. You? It took a while to get used to because obviously I'm from Essex. Um, it's four and a half hours away. You know, up here there's it's freezing cold. There's mountains. There's like <laughs> sheep everywhere. So it did take a while.
4: Understanding uh, the accent.
1: Yeah I am alright, I'm I'm actually alright with it to be yeah. fair, um, you know I do take the mick and they take the mick out of me, um, but I'm enjoying it, my missus, you know we live in Manchester, um, my missus, my little one's got a little bit of a Essex slash Manchester accent, um, but yeah they love it and it's it's a great part of the world.
4: excellent stuff. Who was the biggest influence on your career as you were coming through as a player?
1: My dad, definitely, um, you know my mum was, to be fair to her, was at every game. Um, so I'd say my parents but if I had to choose one it would, of course it would be more my dad, my dad used to drive me to these games, he'd work all week and he'd, he'd take me uh, to games at the weekend on a Sunday over when I was at Colchester you know you might have to go up to Reading you know so you you do your travels and it was my dad's dream to be a professional footballer um, and you know so I'm sort of living my dad's dream which obviously makes him very proud but it makes me very proud as well so that, that I can do really well and know that I'm making him proud so you know my mum and my dad but my dad with wanting to be a footballer is probably the biggest part of my life isn't?
4: And lastly, this season has been an incredible start for you, particularly in mm. the goal scoring. What What's the difference this season compared to last season? That's promoted that.
1: I think I just knew I had to step up as well. You know, the end of last season, I hit a real good purple patch in my form, and I wanted to carry it on and losing Barrett Diaz and Dak and that are big big names. Um, so I wanted to carry that on, and you know, I've I've brought that into the season this season. Um, and it's the freedom the manager plays with so hopefully long mat continue and hopefully I can add some more goals to my game
4: absolutely well all the best for the rest of the season have a great Christmas thanks a lot 4,000 holes in Blackburn Lancashire it's from a Beatles song give it a listen Welcome back to this special 4,000 Holes podcast fan takeover preview episode. We're looking forward to Saturday's game against Watford, which is the second fan takeover match. Make sure you get your ticket now. We're now joined by Rovers fullback Harry Pickering. Harry, it's great to have you with us on the 4,000 Holes podcast, so thank you very much for joining us. Um, we're going to talk to you about Christmas, we want to th- take you back to your childhood, it's almost like a psychiatrist couch session <laughs> this, but what's your earliest childhood memory of Christmas?
5: Um, I think is waking up around like four in the morning and waiting at the top of the stairs to, to sprint down into my mum and dad's room, I think, um, and then just to check if Santa's been that's under being, the tree. On, but um, yeah, I think that's it, I think.
4: And what was it, what was a typical Christmas day like for you and your
5: family at that time? So we'd wait. I'd make sure we wake up like really early. I've got two bro- older brothers as well, oh, so I'd have to, have to jump. The of the yeah, family. I'd have to get get them out of bed. Yeah, um, and get me mum and dad out of bed, and then we'd probably sit around, open the presents and stuff uh, first. Then have breakfast, and then we'd go to the local pub and just see everyone you know around the village yeah. and stuff, and and then come come back and have the dinner. But um, yeah, I'd make sure everyone's up early.
4: Yeah, what what's your favourite present that you can remember from childhood?
5: Uh, I had a so the earliest one would be Man United top because I'm a United fan uh, so I had a mate. it's alright you, like, you, yeah. you're allowed to say that a, we, uh, we live in the real world <laughs> we know football there's no other <laughs> closing for this hand for Blackburn um, yeah I had a United top with um, skulls on the back okay so, yeah.
4: was he your uh, role model as a kid
5: yeah I think so Yeah, it's just he was like my favourite player so I made sure I got that one um, and then yeah just wore that all day Incessantly,
0: yeah, yeah, day in, day put end. it straight on. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. It's nice to know that footballers are the same as non footballers <laughs> as well. As <laughs> I did that, a rovers kit every Christmas, and
4: <laughs> Absolutely. What's Christmas like for a footballer? How difficult is it to balance home life and family life with your professional obligation?
5: Well, when I suppose when you're younger and you're coming into like you know, the, the scholars and stuff, you you'd normally get like two weeks off and you can spend it with your family, but once you meet the professional. Step then it's a, a busy period and so I think I've I've been in most most Christmases yeah. um, in the morning and then you go home and see your family and then you'd have to have an eye on what you're eating and what you what you're drinking just to make sure you're ready for the Boxing Day game but um, you know it, it's just just become normal I suppose the first the first few were tough just to like see your friends yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. they're off on Christmas and stuff but. Um, now it's just it's part of, part of the job now, and you just you just uh, come accustomed to it. Yeah,
4: there's one question we we asked Dom earlier. and I'll ask you. To there are some podcasts I've listened to where former professionals have said that there are some players in squads that will take tactical yellow cards in the <laughs> early weeks of December. How true is that in your personal experience? Naming no names, all
5: yeah, no, the lawyers. My personal experience, I've I've never seen it. Because, um, but like, no one's ever said, "Oh, I'm going to do that." But um, I can imagine that would happen like, um, but I don't, I'm don't. i not sure in my experience, I've never seen it.
4: It's good that there's a code of conduct amongst the players, isn't it? They, they, they <laughs> won't each other. When you very retire and you write your book, I'm going to be reading that, looking yeah. look out for that very really, really carefully. <laughs> what's your, in your time at Rovers then, what's been the most memorable moment at Ewood? What's the, the, the memory you look back on most fondly?
5: Uh, I'd say m- maybe the, the Sheffield United game last year. That goal? Yeah, or the Preston, Two uh, one, when we uh, when Bed scored the header, yeah, that was really good because uh, it was like packed. he wouldn't, you know, we were uh, towards the top of the end of the table at the time and stuff. But I'd say that uh, that or the Sheffield United, the Sheffield United game.
0: Yeah, I was saying on that goal, obviously uh, you. Adding goals to your game, getting forward more—is that know, something you want to? I know, this season's been—you've not scored so far this season. No. Ever, you know is that something that you'd like to uh, to address in the second half? Or you sort of set yourself these personal goals.
5: Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I try and
0: try and get as up the pitch as much,
5: much as possible, um, and when I can. But I think I should have I should have scored this season in a few games. Um, so I just hopefully one will go in soon, and um, you know I can get and try and add that to my game um, and add that to my tally because I've scored. Uh, earlier on in my career I scored quite a few goals. Um so I'll hopefully try and keep
0: going and, and get that. And also obviously you're entering into the sort of the peak years of your career, the prime of your career. Is Rovers a club that you feel as though can meet sort of satisfy your your um professional aspirations? Yeah, so professional aspirations <laughs> if you will. Obviously we all want to get promoted yeah. and the players no more so than anyone else and the fans as well. But yeah, do you think Rovers is still a club going in the right direction?
5: Yeah, definitely. I think you can see with the talent we've got coming through uh in the younger age and you can see that they've took the they've took step up um, and, and made it look easy. You see that Adam Wharton, Harry Leonard and the likes of them type of players that they've just come and, and felt at home straight away. So I think the academy that we've got uh, here is known for producing players and then that can play in the first team. And, and you can see that this season where we've got a, a good future, I think.
4: Yeah, That's excellent. Thanks, Harry. Really appreciate that. From one Harry to another. Here's Harry Leonard. Right, so we're, I'm delighted to say on the $4,000 Holes podcast we're with Harry Leonard now and we're going to talk to him about Christmas. And for him, that's a very recent memory. I think we start talking about childhood memories. So, what's your earliest childhood Christmas memory? What's the.
6: Um, well, if I take myself back, probably when I was about six or seven, me and my family, I've got two, two older brothers, we all went to the, to the lakes for Christmas and that's probably my. My earliest memory of Christmas
4: And what was so special about being in the Lakes at that time?
6: Um, well luckily enough It was a white Christmas So oh it was nice. snowing And um, just being around family, friends it's, it's always what you want at Christmas time
4: And how do you balance that With being a professional footballer now? Mm. How big a change has it been From you being a kid To now being you know, fully fledged animal footballer?
6: Yeah well I think It's only over the past year I've come into the first team So before that obviously you get you get a week or so off at Christmas time, but obviously last Christmas was in Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, but obviously it's, it's the most important time of the year to, to spend with your family, so yeah. I think the gaffer, I think he spares a bit of time you can have with your family.
4: That's not too bad then, so you can balance up those, uh, yeah. th- those obligations. Yeah. Favourite Christmas film? Favourite. What's the one that you have to watch?
6: Religiously watch Elf. 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 good man. Yeah, we'll yeah. accept that. That's that's yeah. a good choice. Famous
4: uh, favorite Christmas song. Favorite
6: Christmas song. Or what's
4: the one that you'd sing if you had to do a Christmas? Game? Fairy tale of New York. Oh, the timely, of course. We've yeah. seen shame again. Of course. The solid Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we're not much we're much not going to fault that. Not yeah. not at all. So, from your personal perspective, this has been a real breakthrough season. Mm-hmm. Um, how pleased are you to now be in that first team squad?
6: Yeah, I'm obviously delighted. That's that's what I wanted coming into season and I wanted to try. Try break into the team, and if I could score goals, and I've I've managed to do
0: both of them. Obviously, you're becoming a bit of a fan's favourite as well, and Mm. Harry Leonard chance going (laughs) round Ewood I mean, what what sort of motivation and what sort of confidence must that give you as as a footballer? I mean, just just try and describe to me if you can what that feels like when people are singing your name. Well, I'm I'm
6: speechless when when obviously I hear them shouting my name and stuff. If you if you'd put that into a bottle, you, there wouldn't be a price on it. It's it's obviously the best feeling in the world and you
0: just want to repay them. And have you set yourself a little target of, of goals for the year? Obviously, you've got off to a decent start, mm. a injury sort of derailed your campaign yeah. a little bit, but mm-hmm. now you're back up yeah. to fire fire yeah. on. Have you got personal goals for the rest of the season? I think I do, but I think it's it's best just to
6: take it game by game and, and see where I can get. I th- if I start looking forward, you know, goals, tallies, I think that'll... It can sometimes play with your mind if you're not if you don't reach them targets. I think as so far this season I've just took it game by game and I think that's that's helped.
4: And who's been the biggest influence at Rovers in sort of like helping you develop?
6: Um, I'd say previously probably um Bradley dark last year. Right. He was he was big in my my development I'd say, but obviously this year Smods is Smods has been man, fly. He? Yeah, he is, and he obviously, as a goal scorer, I'm looking up to him and I'm I'm thankfully getting to play alongside
0: him. Has there been a noticeable change in Smoddick's. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Can you tell what that said? Because
0: I don't think length, <laughs> 50, Do you know what time it is? It's uh, 11 07, I think it do is. Do you need to be in
4: it somewhere?
6: I don't know but, toes, but no. one right more. Do, do, do you feel as
0: though Smoddik's obviously He's having a wonderful campaign Do you feel as though He's changed the season Sort of become a bit more Of that leader in the team That figurehead of the team And sort of vacated that Vacuum sort of From Dak and Burton Leaving last season
6: uh, Yeah I think it was It was always down to Someone to To step up And I think he's done He's done that definitely He's obviously the, the top scorer In the league at the minute And you know I think he's a He's um, he's a lot old. We've not, we've got a young team, so I think the older lads, obviously, Hedgie, Galley, Smuds. I think they, I think they've took some responsibility, especially Smuds, and hopefully he can keep going. I'm just loving Excellent. the
4: fact that somebody who's 28 is being described as old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, don't, you don't know, <laughs> no, you've murdered no. me. I'm old to be his father. <laughs> You're a star. Super. Thank you very Cheers. much for that, and all Thank the you. very best. Cheers. It goes very Cheers. Well. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Yeah, all the best for the rest of the season. Yeah. As well. Don't be so late for the meeting. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Here's young Adam Wharton with his thoughts on Christmas, Rovers, new contracts, and squad numbers. It's a great pleasure on the 4,000 Holes podcast to have Rovers' bright young talent. Adam Wharton with us. Adam, welcome. It's great to have you on board. We're going to ask you some questions about Christmas now, and childhood Christmas, but for you, that's that's the recent memory, so there's no excuses for not remembering anything. What's your earliest childhood memory of Christmas?
7: I'd have to just say, uh, walking down on Christmas morning. Dad always led the way down the stairs, check if... Um, see if he's been? See if he's been. Add the milk and carrot. Is it a carrot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then opening the door and just presents, <laughs> just.
4: And what was your favorite childhood present? What's the <sighs> present that you can remember? Getting I always used years? to
7: get a Blackburn top to be fair every, every Christmas yeah that was uh, always first on the list
4: what's your favourite Rovers kit then
7: um, I've got a few I liked the there was a red and black half yeah with bet 24 is it as a yeah. sponsor the Rocky Santa
4: Cruz yeah yeah
7: I like that one and then I also liked it was a, it wasn't as long ago it was like a turquoise with dark blue the, sleeves. Yeah, the, the J.D. Green, yeah yeah
4: yeah, 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 yeah,
7: the Nike one. Uh, yeah. And like, I either got my name with how old I was or a player. So it was usually my name with how old I was. Uh, sometimes I got a player.
4: Have you still got them?
7: I think I do. Uh, I had a clear out.
4: Please don't Probably. say throwing no, 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 no. <laughs> I
7: had a clear out a couple of years ago. Uh, when we were moving out so and I, d- I did uh, remember to keep them so they're in my wardrobe somewhere Yeah,
4: they're going to be worth a fortune in a few years.
7: Yeah. Maybe one day we'll <laughs> see. Yeah,
4: pension fund
7: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: so with you wearing 23 for Rovers and you're not yet 23. Yeah, Does that mean you should stay at Rovers until you're 23 Then you can actually play in the first team with a 23. We'll just increase the squad water. number by one every yeah, year Yeah, just we'll keep, <laughs> keep hold of you then yeah
7: um, Maybe yeah, uh, <laughs> what am I now 19 nearly 20 so I think uh, if I stay till the end of my contract, I might be 23 at that time. So we'll see.
0: Just on 23. I mean, obviously, it's a special number for Rovers fans with yeah. Bradley Dak And it was there any reason behind it? Was it just like a, a sort of a nod to Bradley, uh, or was it sort of some a number that you've always liked growing up?
7: A little bit. Um, obviously, I was I was just got picked as 36 last year, and um, yeah, this year I c- I came back in and I seen like the list, and I was like number 24. And uh and then I was just seen that twenty three was free, so I just said, Can I have twenty three? Why not? Uh obviously when I was coming through the Academy, uh Dak was, you know, one of the one of the main players on the team. Obviously helped us get promoted in League One. I just thought, why not? I used to you know, he used to be one of my favourite players. Why not take his number? Fantastic. Know. Sounds good to me.
4: There's yeah. a bit of a David Beckham at Real Madrid vibe about it as well. Yeah. Isn't it? So there is that. And Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, indeed, yeah. Well, that's, that's why he chose it, not it? I think that's a so. You are now a fully-fledged member of the first team. We're both delighted to sort of say, yeah. how dif- different is Christmas for you now as a player compared to when you were a youngster and growing up? How difficult is it to balance being a professional footballer and yet still celebrating with your family?
7: Um, oh, it's very different. Um, And you sort of just go along with it I don't think obviously Christmas used to be massive uh, and sort of as you grow up I I think uh, you tend to be a bit less excited you might say Uh, but yeah obviously football is like my full time job now and uh, it's not sort of it still is a hobby but it's like
4: you doing the thing. Yeah,
7: and if you're in on Christmas Day, we were in on Christmas Day last year, so we were in really early in the morning. Yeah. Then we got to go home, um, spend time with your family, and then we had to travel to Sunderland, I think it was, uh, for the Boxing Day away game. So it's just, it's just one of them. I think you can't, you just got to deal with it. Uh, I suppose
4: for you, though, you're spending time with your family when you're with the squad.
7: Exactly, you spend every day with them, don't you? So, yeah. uh, <laughs> Is
4: that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> a
7: bit of both, maybe. Uh, no, I, I, to be fair, I don't really mind it. Like Last year, we got in really early. Everyone wanted to just sort of, we, we had a session to do for the game, so we wanted to just get in a bit earlier than usual. Yeah. And then obviously, you spend time with your family. Yeah, uh, um, yeah it's, it's good. Uh, I don't think you need all day necessarily, yeah.
0: so. so. What's the Christmas film of choice at the, uh, the Wharton household?
7: uh well there's a lot of christmas films in there we don't
0: really you know one that you watch every christmas eve sort of religiously or no well songs or
7: no not really whatever's just on tv obviously they this tend to put a lot on don't they mm-hmm. throughout december uh scott don't live with us anymore so uh we couldn't do that uh anymore <laughs> nowadays unless we just left him out <laughs> uh i i like uh home alone Personally, classic. Yeah, I don't Good think choice. you can go wrong. Can't argue with that. There's a lot. That's not really it. New York ones Christmas in it, but yeah. the others are just, uh, just funny movies. I think. So
4: given, given that you've grown up a Rovers fan, yeah, and you've now you're living the dream, you're living all of our dreams as fans, as you will well know. What's your What's the best memory or event in your playing career to date at Rovers? What's the one thing that you're really most pleased about?
7: Oh probably goal. probably goal. Yeah, Birmingham. Goal. goal Birmingham I think I don't think it could be anything else it's got to be that but how does
4: it make you feel when you hear the crowd singing Adam Wharton is one of our own
7: it's hard to put into words really like in the at the moment like you try like you can hear it and it's a good feeling but you try and sort of focus on the game yeah but like
4: but at 90 minutes in the final whistle yeah goes,
7: especially then. like last year um, when I was like on the bench a bit more and i was warming up and they start singing like i tried to keep straight face <laughs> but it's <is> quite <laughs> hard like can't help but smile so yeah I'll, I'll always remember actually blackpool away uh first starting the championship uh that's when the i first heard it i'm pretty sure uh and the game stopped i don't know if it was an injury or something like that and i went to the side of the pitch to get a, a water or a drink and like, it was impossible not to hear it with all the away fans <laughs> right next to me. So that was, Just that was a good moment way. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was really good.
4: That's superb. Yeah. You're a star. Thank all you. the very best. It's been a pleasure. Jeez, Enjoy that. Christmas. Enjoy the rest good of the season. Good questions. Better Thank than you. the football ones. <laughs>
8: <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
6: Hi, it's Harry Leonard here. I'm looking forward to seeing you all at the fan takeover on the 23rd of December. See you there.
4: Next up, we were joined by Rover's Norwegian import, Sondra Tronstadt. It's my pleasure on the 4,000 Holes podcast to welcome Sondra Tronstad to uh, this episode. We're going to talk to him about Christmas and some of his earliest memories. So when you were a child, what was the earliest memory you can have of Christmas? What's the thing that stands out most? Uh, I don't know exactly what
9: what age I was, but um, I just remember everything really. Uh, It was really special. It's still special for me and my family. We always uh, wake up early, you know, we have uh, the Christmas socks, which full of sweets and stuff like that. And then you're watching Christmas movies, the uh, the music is in the background, my mom is singing. Yeah, it's special, it's it's something really nice, just being with the family. Absolutely.
4: And what's the earliest Christmas present you can remember opening? Or your favourite, your most favourite Christmas present? I remember
9: one time I got skis for Christmas. Of course, yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, amazing. Yeah. I think that was one of the best gifts I have ever got.
4: When's the last time you've been able to ski then? Because presumably, no, nah, it's been do such a long so. time.
9: I really miss it. I think it's been five or six years now. So I cannot cannot wait to to go again. But uh, I think I need to wait a
4: few years. Yeah, you're not allowed to do it because it's too dangerous. I guess.
9: Yeah, that's right. I think you can go cross country, uh, but not downhill, which is the best. But because
4: uh, Manuel Neuer, didn't he yeah, that's a right, massive he, uh, skiing injury he got a big injury. It, so Bayern Munich so went particularly. Uh, I think I have to stay away from
9: the skis for now, but. Um, I think it's going to be nice in a few years to go back. I don't know if I will be as good as I was, but... I'm sure you'll pick it
0: up. What's it like to be in the English League now where they play all the way through Christmas? Obviously, you've been in leagues before that have had Christmas breaks, winter breaks. Is it going to be strange playing between Christmas and New Year uh, this this year?
9: Yeah, I think it will be a bit uh, something new for me. I'm not used to it. Um, normally, we, we're always off, especially if you play in Norway, we have holiday. I'm looking forward to it I think uh, it's nice to have this many games also in December uh, you have the day before Christmas because we celebrate 24th I know you celebrate 25th yeah. and uh, the day after so uh, it's gonna I'm looking forward to it
0: and in terms of Norway Norwegian Christmas what sort of customs are different than we have over here in in the UK I mean you mentioned there about Christmas Eve being a big one is presents and, and food on that day that's it's the bigger day of the two
9: yeah the the plan we have always is is that uh, the guest comes around four or five and then we have uh, some di- uh, dinner uh, and after that we just open presents eat cookies uh maybe a few beers or something <laughs> and, uh, yeah. uh, so it's a, it's a nice time and then we yeah we're staying up until one or two o'clock in the evening or in the night so
0: and have you got family over here to celebrate with you this this year this this uh, Christmas season
9: yeah my family is coming so my uh, my mum and dad and my sister and my older brother is coming
4: excellent So Andrew, thank you very much for that appreciate it all the very best um, great thank to you. see you, you, you the team. Yeah. have a great Christmas and uh, the same to you we'll and see fine. you on the 23rd of December at Ewood Park thank you. thank you have we saved the best till last well that's perhaps for you to judge here he is, the man himself, J.D.T. It's our absolute pleasure to have on the 4,000 Holes podcast, the Rovers manager, Dale Thomason. Have I pronounced that right? Is that remotely like?
10: It was perfect.
4: Thank you. You're too kind. You're far <laughs> too kind. And we thought we'd take this opportunity here to compare Christmas customs yeah? in England to Denmark. So tell us about a typical Danish Christmas and tell us about what Christmas was like for you as a child.
10: Now Christmas is is in Denmark of course the most uh, important period for the family in the whole year. Uh, we celebrate Christmas the twenty fourth in the evening, um, where we eat uh, with the whole family. Then we dance around the Christmas tree, the tree <laughs> sing Christmas songs, and then we then we. The video we it
4: didn't happen. not video. It's serious
10: <laughs> and no, and when we sing, it's terrible. Uh, but it's a it's a good uh, good tradition and then the, in the end we have the present of course. It's this is a typical Danish twenty-fourth. The twenty-fifth with family again yeah. uh, is, is is lunch with a lot of fish, a lot of small snaps you call it, and, 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 and beers and you also do that twenty-six with the other part of the family. <laughs> so it's a lot of- And the
4: <laughs> <laughs> And the 20th,
10: Some family actually do it on the twenty seven. When I, I, of course, I've lived abroad for many years, yeah. so we actually also did something the twenty-seven. So in the end, when it was the 28th, we were more or less dead. Uh, but it's been a, been. it's always great Christmas, you know, getting together with your family, and, and, and the same old stories, uh, but have a quality time uh, with, the, with, the, with those people you love. Yeah. And what's your favorite
4: Christmas present that you can remember? as a child what's the one thing that makes you think
10: oh I've got that Um, poor Ed that was a difficult question Uh, I don't know to be honest a lot
0: of the players have talked about shirts football shirts that they got did you get uh, any
10: football kits who was your team growing up yeah, I had a lot of teams. I was uh, maybe not a typical footballer who who, who only loved one team. Uh, no, uh, I loved the game, yeah. and and especially if one striker was doing really well at at that time at one club. Oh, then I was really oh, that's a good player, that's a great club. Then you had the next season, there's a good player. So I didn't have a particular one, uh, but no, I could just remember. Um, children got a lot of present. I also got a lot of present at that time. Uh, so it was a great great period. What we
4: see in this country, particularly when foreign man- managers come over, is they observe the Christmas fixtures and think, this is ridiculous. Why do you not have a Christmas break? How have you managed to accommodate? How have you managed to become familiar with that in managing this team? How do you ma- balance those
10: priorities? As a player, I tried, of course, uh, when I played for Newcastle many years ago when I was a young boy. I tried it once in Holland as well, where mm-hmm. they tried to play through. Uh, and last season, uh, yeah, I loved this, uh, this period. Uh, I loved traditions. England is one of the countries who always keep the old tradition which is uh, extremely important in my head. A lot of football, a lot of games, a lot of points, uh, cold nights and cold (laughs) afternoons. But this is all about Christmas time and and those are the tradition. Uh, I think actually we should have a break but we should do it in November instead. Uh, I think that would be a really good choice for for the quality of the game. Uh, But around Christmas, please keep those Christmas fixtures.
4: Yes. Well, well, we're doing our bit, as I say, we're recording this to support the fan takeover. So hopefully we'll get as many Rover supporters in that ground on the 23rd, and hopefully they enjoy what they see, and they come back again. And that would be really good, and we'll see you for the rest of the season. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. You're more Obviously, welcome. Obviously, all the very best for the rest of the season, yeah. and next season, and yeah. the season after, and that's it. <laughs> okay. yeah. Great to see no you guys. Him. No him. No <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I hope you got that. But thank you very much. Do appreciate. Yeah,
10: great seeing you. <laughs>
1: This is Sam Smodix wishing all 4,000 Holes listeners a very Merry Christmas. I'll
0: do that. <laughs> Them claps are awful. You put a clap out when Sam Smodix was on Sky Sports News. Line. He was being interviewed uh, over yeah. there. And everybody in the room And everybody, was everybody like, too. Oh, <laughs> oh So I'll never
4: get
3: invited back. <laughs> that's okay. Sounds like a firework. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <Do> <coughs>
0: really Grit, start, yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear a bird a clap, did
1: you? Yeah, yeah, I heard a clap.
4: Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I was up. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we are watching Sky Sports, and I did that! Yeah, <laughs> no, that was <laughs> me. That's, That's me. right. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> we take what uh, claim to fame the council? Obviously, still...? No, no, no. You're not no, not there, not there, no, no. Right.
7: So, yeah. <laughs> this is Adam Morton here you're listening to the 4,000 Horrors podcast.
4: That was terrific to hear from all the players and, of course, JDT. Thanks so much to Rovers for inviting us and especially to Rob Gill for arranging everything on the morning. It was really first class. Of course, it would be great to see as many of you as possible on the 23rd against Watford. Do drop by our cabin in the fan zone behind the Blackman end. From all of us here to all of you out there listening, Have a terrific Christmas and a great new year, and we'll be back for more in 2024.
10: Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. you. Pleasure. Great seeing you guys.
4: Cheers.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.
4: It's the 90th minute. All you mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in?